and welcome back to Minds of Metal. My name is Daria. And I'm Laz. And together we're a husband and wife team, both pro musicians talking all things heavy metal. And today we're bringing you a new episode of The Metal Debate. That's right. Today we're going to take a look at two genres in music or one subgenre called glam metal and hard rock. Because we over the weekend we were sort of doing a lot of research and doing some listening on glam metal. And we listened to a few albums and we thought actually... This really doesn't sound much different to what other people would consider hard rock bands, especially during the 80s. So we thought, why not look and compare and see if we can identify what's different about them. And to do this, we're going to be using a reference album, which we thought was a great example of an album that actually has both qualities of hard rock and glam metal. And that is going to be Skid Row's debut album, Skid Row, from 1989. But before we get into that, let's give you a very quick history in these two genres. So let's begin with hard rock, okay? So it began in mid-60s with uh, garage and psychedelic sort of rock influences and lots of blues. We can definitely say that hard rock is heavily blues-based. And the early bands that you will definitely all know are The Kinks, The Who, The Beatles, The Rolling Stones, and the later bands would be Led Zeppelin, Deep Purple and Jeff Beck. So as for the quick history of glam metal, it goes a lot deeper than this, but just some key points. In the mid-70s, you've got David Bowie and Mark Bowen from T-Rex really dressing up and glamming themselves up. And along with their music, they were kind of pioneering the glam rock movement during the 70s. Then towards the end of the 70s, you've got Van Halen, who released their debut album, Van Halen, in 1978, which really was a stepping stone to get from this rock music into a sort of heavier version of pop metal, which was also known as glam. Now, when Van Halen did that, this inspired a bunch of other bands to kind of make pop metal, but also dress up and make the visuals much more interesting and appealing to the wider audiences. In 1982, Motley Crue signed with a record label, and from that moment on, glam metal kick-started. Mm -hmm. You had bands from all over the world coming and taking interest and coming to LA, and also trying to sort of become a part of this glam metal scene. You had lots of new bands popping up everywhere, but on top of that, older bands such as White Snake and Def Leppard were making the transition and changing their music. When we hear the term hard rock, that's a very, very big umbrella of music, isn't it? Because there are a lot of bands sounding very similar and very different that could be considered hard rock. Whereas with glam metal, I think overall it has a similar sound, doesn't it? If you were to say, yeah. play, you know, find me a glam metal band, any bands you put into that category would, I think, sound quite similar to each other, even though there would be differences. Whereas with hard rock, mm. it encompasses a much larger variety of bands. What do you think when you think of hard rock musically? Bon Jovi. Yeah. ACDC some stuff. Mother, Deep Purple are the first name that come to me because okay. they were that early yeah. sort of pushing on that heavier version of rock that we were getting from the end of the 60s. Mm. Um, music, musical traits, what do you feel when you hear hard rock? What, what is it you're expecting to hear? I'm expecting to hear anthemic choruses that I want to sing along to. It's usually a very sort of, not basic, but quite a simple groove that you can really follow along. And it's not as heavy as metal for me. And I know that some songs like by ACDC are considered heavy metal, but yeah, we're not going into that. Um, so it's just, like you said, it's such a broad genre really 
that like we said the kings are the early hard rock and well, then you've got led zepp which is later hard rock and then you have so many other bands yeah and then from rock. that you get the manifestations of hard rock like you said the bon yeah. jovi's the acdc's exactly kiss. and it's like it's so hard really because the genre evolves all the time and there are things that go sort of out of fashion per se you know musically and then the other things are starting to you know we start to consider other things hard rock so it's really tricky and this is why i think glam metal and hard rock in my opinion are so hand in hand yeah so when, when i think of hard rock i kind of boil it down to its base and i think distorted guitars a heavier yeah. drum sound, some form of vocals, mainly I'd say aggressive. Now this can be either singing uh, or shouting. I, I kind of think of Ian Gillen because you think of the song Highway Star. He's like, nobody mm. wanna touch my house. But in the same uh, album, he screams. See, yeah, I, I love her, you know, I, like that. I, I think it's a metal song, but okay. what Highway Star? Yeah, yeah I, I consider it a hard it's rock because, song. You know, it's just yeah. so like. But then heavy metal doesn't normally have keyboards, which is where that I is think this true. is where this comes in. But. Okay, we've, we've established that hard rock is very hard to um, quantify and put into one box because it's such a wide genre. One thing that's going to be easier is doing the same for glam metal because glam metal, as we said, is smaller, it's more niche, it's more refined. What do you think musically when you hear the term glam metal? It's not just music for me. First thing that I picture in my head when you say glam metal is the outfits. The fashion of it. Yeah, and the hair. Huge thing. Uh, That's a huge point. Oh, yeah. Because hard rock bands and glam metal bands don't look the same. No, absolutely all. not. But musically, you know, to me, hard rock is choruses that I can remember. And glam metal is choruses you can remember and sing along to. So to me, this is like a trait that's, that both these genres have. And you said anthemic choruses before. Yes. And that's... Very glam exactly, metal, of yeah, course. But then it's more melodic, I think, glam metal. Yeah, yeah, there, there is a... See, glam metal is also known as hair metal or pop metal. Mm. And the reason for this is because during its height, the height of its success in the mid-80s is glam metal started making appearances on MTV and they were pushing out this glam metal to the world. You know, it was in every living room. So they had to look good. It had to be yeah. visually appealing to audiences, especially in the 80s. Anyone who was around in the 80s, you remember what the fashion was like back then. I don't, you know, we don't, but we've heard it was quite extravagant. Yeah. And because of this, you need easier music. Think pop music. Small commercial. Three minutes, yeah, yeah, three to four minute songs. Um, even the inclusion of guitar solos in glam metal was quite, I wouldn't say unusual, because it follows the style of metal in general, but, Audiences weren't used to hearing solos on the radios back then. Sometimes, you know, if you think about the Beatles in the 60s, they'd have a little eight-bar solo section, but to hear an all-out guitar solo on a, on a track, you know, it's, we've got to thank the likes of Eddie Van Halen for that. Yeah. Um, also, you know, I was just thinking when you were talking about um, the songs and stuff, I thought that lyrically, glam metal is a lot about like relationships and girls and I think uh, yeah you're right I think it's it, it has a I don't want to say immaturity but uh, a, no, a celebration of youth yeah, yeah. a celebration of youth like, there's high schools driving your cars yeah, yeah. being with your girlfriend doing the drugs drinking all night every mm. night 
it is this celebration of youth yeah. and what you can get away with and how we fight the system. We're not just going to be a normal set of teenagers yeah. who go and do their studies. You know, we're going to push the boundaries. And that's quite important as well because hard rock, lyrically, can be about anything. Yeah. Because obviously it is a broad genre. But it also said. can be about love in that spectrum. Hard rock yeah. or glam metal. Hard rock. Yes. You have love songs in hard rock, you know. You do, well. yes. And yeah. the version we have of love songs in glam metal would be the famous power ballads. Yeah. Now, these were pioneered and innovated in the 80s as a way of these glam metal and glam rock bands making their slow romantic song. Mm. Now, I think this would be a good place to go and uh, get go into the album uh, that we said. So we've said that the best reference, in our opinion, for this, just from our listening this weekend, would be Skid Row's debut album. Um, now, if you listen to the song 18 and Life, yeah. that is a power ballad. Exactly. Because the guitars are still on. It's not an acoustic song. There is one later um, that is acoustic. Um, but with 18 and Life, you've got the guitars. They're going through the amps. They're still sounding heavy. They got more effects on there. You know, he's screaming. Yeah. He's still using his vocals, but it's a slower song. It is. It's a slower song, and th I mean, this song isn't particularly about love. I don't think. I think it's about youth. But power ballads were mainly there as the romantic song um, that people people would come and listen to. You know, and romance sells, guys. Romance sells. That's it. Um, there you go. Should we get into the album now? With again, this is going to be a track by track review, but there's just some interesting traits in the songs that we felt either represented hard rock and glam metal. So what are there any points in the album that you Yeah, identify? I don't think, you know what, let's not go track by track no. per se, but let's just say overall, my overall uh, sort of opinion on the Skid Row's album, and I think that applies to so many glam metal songs, yeah. is that, like I said, it's melodic. It's very melodic. Mm. And you know, it's such an easy to guess melody, like where is it gonna go? Uh, when we're listening to the Skid Row album, I, I didn't know the songs before. I knew some because I heard them before, but I didn't know most of them. And I could still sort of sing along weirdly. Yeah. And I just caught myself doing that. And I was like, oh, how, how are you singing along? You don't know this, you know? <laughs> it's predictable. It is very it? much so. In a good way. And it's like, it's easy. It's easy to listen to. And this is why it had such a big commercial success. Not for long, but there you go. Well, the interesting thing is that you've got the, the, the polar opposites, because like you said, you've got the easy melodies, you've got the mm. easy to listen to and agreeable guitar riffs. Yeah. And what I mean by agreeable, that's a word I use a lot when I'm talking about glam, because mm. heavy metal shouldn't be agreeable. We know from Black Sabbath's first album, it should sound dark, it should sound dissonant, it shouldn't always bring pleasure to the ears. But with glam metal, the riffs often sound nice. There's yeah. nothing minor about them. There's nothing dissonant about them. They're a pleasure to listen to, again, because we need commercial success. But an interesting thing is that when you've got these melodies and these lovely, agreeable guitar tones, on the other side, you've got intricacies in the rhythm section and in the music that I think are quite interesting. Mm. I mean, songs like Sweet Little Sister, the chugging guitar at the start and the speed that he plays it with, even 18 and Life, there are heavy riffs and rhythms in place throughout the song. Oh, just because it's a slow yeah, song, okay. it doesn't mean that it doesn't. It has to be slow. Or you can't play something heavy, and I think this is where we're hearing the metal in this album. Because you know, one I've made a thing here. Um, yeah. Rattlesnake shake. There is a darkness and dissonance in the riff. Yeah, and there are elements of this throughout the album. It reminded me of Megadeth. <laughs> Megadeth's album uh, Rust in Peace it's wow. really produced like it and it has the technicality some of these riffs are technical to play and I think that's what's metal about this album 
Well, you know what? I'm going to argue. Okay? Go, do it. I'm going to argue with you on this because, yes, I completely see what you were you talking about like the metal traits that we can hear it is indeed in places very heavy and the vocals actually aren't particularly you know they're not aggressive but they are shouty mm -hmm. they are very high-pitched sort of screamy vocals um and you know you have raspiness and stuff like yeah. that you do like there's grunts and stuff screams so screams, well. yeah, yeah yeah there's stuff like this but the fact that it is so agreeable like you said that it is so easy to listen to and the biggest thing for me is that metal has evolved as a genre so much since the 80s and i guess what i'm hearing when i when i hear you know when i talk about metal right now is much heavier sound overall this is why to me it will be more towards hard rock that's yeah. melodic. And that's interesting because at the same time Skid Row's album came out, and just a quick note on Skid Row, I wouldn't ever, I wouldn't say they're an out-and-out -out glam metal band. Uh, towards the end of the 80s, just a quick little bit of history, is towards the end of the um, 80s, glam metal kind of started dying down because its popularity yeah. was waning. There were bands that were coming out and saying, well, these guys look stupid, I don't want to look like them. And then you had Dirty Hair Metal come, which is the likes of Skid Row, Guns N' Roses, which is a manifestation of glam. Yeah, there you go. It's a manifestation of glam. It's like the next yeah, step. Yeah. And all, the, all that really changed... I think was the visuals. The music yeah. stayed sort of similar. Um, but at the same time, Skid Row releasing this, you've got Metallica releasing And Justice For All. You've got Slayer releasing Seasons In The Abyss. You've got Pantera doing their early thing as well. Pantera were actually a glam metal band before, but they uh, they don't talk about that. No um, yes, they had the outfits and everything. Oh, it's funny to see Dimebag dressed like that. Oh. So you're right, because after the new wave of British heavy metal, which sort of was from 1979 to 1983, metal started branching out. You've got thrash, you've got progressive, yeah. you've got death, you've got glam, and that's where metal started to spread. So you're right. Other, if you're looking down other avenues, you are hearing heavier music. You are hearing more out-and-out -out metal. This is just the most accessible and yeah. commercial side of metal that we got as a result of the new wave of British heavy metal, which is yeah. interesting because, you know, I've made a note here. There's... um. In the song Here I Am, he does a little thing where he goes, no, 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 no. <laughs> and that really reminded me of a Axl Rose. Mm. And what overall, you know, he does, sha la 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 That's bluesy to me because it's improvisational. Um, you, you, know, you never did hear... I didn't hear, think of it this way, but I see your point. Tri Matt, Matt Heafy from Trivium sing a line and just go, yeah, 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 yo, come on. Now. You're like, he's <laughs> never going to play around with his vocals to a casual extent, whereas they do hear yeah, yeah. Axel did in, in, oh, did your, in the Appetite. And so I think we're hearing a really nice hybrid here. Yeah, we do. Because how do you categorise it? What do you think Skidder's debut album is? Oh, I don't do that. <laughs> don't do that because but there's if a lot I of to, in it, wait, yes I yeah yeah absolutely but do you remember our first metal debate episode yes check it out it's a really good talk actually we were talking about uh, what the first supposedly metal song is ever and I said to you that I always look at songs well usually I do unless I have to look at it otherwise as as just the listener, you know, what am I hearing? What I, I don't 
really always like to go really deep into the music theory, for example, of it, or the way it's been written, or whether it's got blues notes in it, or this or the other. So if I was to just forget about that and just think of it as a product, you know, just as a song, uh, I would say it's hard rock to me. But? But it has metal traits, yes. No, but what? you're a singer. So? You identify with the vocals and the lead lines more. Okay. The first thing I hear is the music. And in a song like Piece of Me, which is a really heavy intro, that's the first thing I hear. And to me, the vocals are a side product. So when I hear these songs, okay. when I hear Making a Mess, when I hear Rattlesnake Shake, when I hear Piece of Me, the first thing I'm hearing is it's metal, glammed up, popped up. Oh, the vocals come in and it's a really easy melody. Okay, that's fine. They just added that on top. I still, okay. as a bass, I still underline here metal. It is the lightest form of metal, I yeah. know. It is hugely debatable and arguable that it could be considered hard rock, but I do have to say that I still hear heavy metal as a bass. No, I get album. you. I do, I do. And it's I so do look at melodies more. I it's Obviously, so cool. of course I will. It's just instantly what you do. You're a bass player, of course. Exactly, so I hear the music, yeah. yeah. It's so interesting. Yeah. Guys, we want to know what you think. Is yeah. Skid Row by Skid Row from 1989, is it a hard rock album or is it a glam metal album? And tell us why in the comments yeah. and your thoughts on it. Uh, anything else to add? No, I really enjoyed this discussion. Yeah. I like going into just topics like this where you can definitely see both sides, actually. Yeah, and there doesn't have to be a right answer. No, you know, and there won't be. Unless Skid Row say we went and made a glam metal album. Or a hard rock album. Or a hard rock album. <laughs> then, um, then we don't have an answer. Yep. So yeah, thank you again, guys, for joining us for one of these episodes. Um, highly enjoyable, as you said. And don't forget to give us a like, a share, and subscribe to our channel, please. We have so much content for you. You have no idea. Have a metal day. Have a lovely day. We'll see you very soon.